Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Series called I Am. Would you say it with me? I Am. Come on, say it one more time. I Am. We are looking at some of the I Am statements that Jesus made in the Bible. And today, if you were to come to me and I was to tell you a little bit about myself, I would say, well, I am Bronson. Uh, I'm a husband. I'm a father. Uh, I'm a pastor. I'm a software developer. Uh, I'm someone who is a fan of Star Wars. Yes, I'm a nerd. Uh, I'm someone who likes 80s pop love song music. I am someone who has recently started to lean in and to like country music. Like, that's who I am. I am Bronson. And, you know, when we introduce ourselves to each other, we tell each other about each other, right? And if it's important for you to know who I am, and it's important for me to know who you are, I think it is even more important for us to know who Jesus is. Because in these I am statements that Jesus makes, he reveals part of his divine nature. He reveals his character. He reveals who he is. And I think it is important for us to know Jesus today in our lives. And so last week, which is our first week, we spoke about the I am statement of Jesus that said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. And we talked about how we might have bread in our own lives, but if you leave that bread in the pantry for too long or in your car or in your lunchbox, it's going to get old. It's going to get moldy. It's going to start to crumble. It's going to be no good anymore. But can I say to you to you today, Jesus is the bread of life. He will never perish. He will never get old. He will never crumble. He is the bread of life. These are some of the things we said about him. We said that he is our eternal life. He is our hope and he is our righteousness. And if you miss those messages, I want to encourage you to jump onto our YouTube channel. You can re-watch every Sunday service right from the very start, the singing, all the way to the very end. You can listen on our podcast online as well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today. We've experienced already an amazing, uh, uh, your presence amazingly, Jesus. I just pray, God, that even in that singing time, as even in that praying time, when Pastor Gabby was speaking, that Jesus, people have been healed, that people are encountering you, that people have been set free, Lord God. And I just pray that as we just read your word now, that you bring revelation to our lives. You are the bread of life. In Jesus' name, everyone said... Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad to be in church today. Last Friday, not the Friday that just passed, last Friday, Ethan and I, we went camping together. And we went out to a place called Merchinson, where there are, uh, it's about an hour and a half from Melbourne, about 30 minutes from Shepparton. And it was really cold. It got down to two degrees overnight. And we had an amazing time. We had the campfire. We had marshmallows. We went for some walks. Uh, we, 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 uh, um, <laughs> I was going to say a joke, but I won't. Um, and and it was, it, we had a great time. I think we've even got some photos up here that might come up right now. Oh, th- there I am doing what I do best, cooking. There's the campfire. There's the river that we were camping on. We didn't do any fishing. There's my son, Ethan, my two nephews, Jonathan and Christian. There's our tents in the background. So we had a great time. Uh, who here likes camping? A few people. That's good. That's good. And uh, so there was, there, it was a great time, but there was one issue. One issue. I couldn't sleep in the tent with Ethan. 
like I couldn't fall asleep. And like, it's not Ethan. It wasn't Ethan, but I just, I couldn't sleep in that tent. And, and the worst thing was, I'm trying to fall asleep. And Ethan is there and he's snoring. He's like in a deep, deep sleep. And, I, sleep. and I'm sitting there and I'm like, please help me to fall asleep, God. And Gab right now is saying, that's me every night. As in, that's her. I'm, I'm sound asleep snoring. No matter what I tried, I stayed awake. And, and, and that's very unusual for me. Like, I'm, I'm the person who can sleep anywhere. Uh, my brother-in-law's uh, joke with me that, that I'm asleep when I'm awake. And so, like, I can sleep everywhere. And so it's very unusual for me. It was very difficult. But I can't explain. It was very strange. But I felt like the walls of the tent were closing in around me. I started getting a bit of claustrophobia. And I just, like, I couldn't stay in the tent. So eventually what happened is that after getting about 30 minutes of sleep the whole night at 4 o'clock, I got up, I put on all my gear, I had six layers on top, I had four layers on the bottom, and I went and I sat in one of our camp chairs that we had set up, and I managed to fall asleep from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. in the camp chair, in two degrees, like, it was pretty weird, like, pretty strange. Anyway, that you know, like, when it's dark and everything's happening, you're just like, God, you're just like, let the light come, well, eventually a great thing happened, and guess what? The sun rose. And like it changes everything. Like, like, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been sick and you can't sleep at night and your mind is racing? And the nighttime is the worst, yeah? The darkness. But when the sun comes, for some reason, you feel better. Or maybe in, your, in yourself, you've got some anxiety or some stress that you're going through at the moment and you can't sleep at night, right? The nighttime, there's something about it. Like, am I the only person who's experienced that? Like there's something about night, but when the day comes, it changes everything. It just, you just feel better. It brings light into the situation where you are. Maybe you've got a bad back and you can't sleep. And the night is the worst. And for some reason, it just keeps to go on and on. Like you're looking at your watch. Every, like every half an hour, I was looking at my watch. What time is it now? What time is it now? Because I'm hoping it's getting closer to daybreak. But eventually the day comes and the light shines, and you're able to get up and start to cook some bacon and eggs and put the fire on, and it's all good. Everything changes. Today, I want to share, to start with, a story in John 8 that talks about a person who finds themselves in a situation of darkness, and it's a story of the woman caught in adultery. And the story is really important. I bring this story up because it's quite important for us to get into the next I am statement that Jesus makes. It sets up the next I am statement. So, so this lady, she's discovered in adultery and she's brought before Jesus by the religious leaders. And they say, hey, Jesus, what should we do with this woman? The law of Moses says that she should be stoned. And I'm not talking about stoned. I'm talking about stoned with stones to death. And they ask Jesus because they want to see what he says. Because if he says something against the law of Moses, they can bring him on charges before the authorities and they can have a case against Jesus. And so they say this to Jesus, waiting to see what he's going to say. Scriptures say that he writes something in the sand. We, we don't know what he writes. There's some debate about some things that he might write. We're not going to go on that today. But he eventually stands up and he says this powerful statement to the people that are gathered around, to these religious leaders, to the crowds, to the woman, to everyone. He says this, he says, He that is without sin, be the first to throw a stone. He says, if you are without sin today, you can throw the first stone. 
The scriptures say that one by one, from the oldest to the youngest, I think as you get older, you're more aware of the sin in your life. From the oldest to the youngest, they all start to leave. They all start to, to move on until there is only Jesus and the woman left. We pick it up in John 8 verse 10. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No, Lord. Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. From now on, sin no more. He says, I don't condemn you, but from now on, sin no more. This woman is clearly caught in a situation of sin. The Bible, a lot of times, equates sin with the analogy of darkness. So she, we could say that she was caught in a place of darkness in her life, that she was facing a dark situation. And Jesus brings into this place, into this darkness, he brings both grace, but he also brings truth. He says, I, I give you grace. I do not condemn you. But I also bring my truth that says, please go and sin no more. And it's a story of great redemption and great second chances for her and for us. I don't know about you. Have you had a second chance from Jesus today? Come on, we've all had second chances from Jesus. And so it's a great story of second chances of God's grace and his truth. But to be honest, oftentimes when I've read this scripture, it's left me in a place of a bit of a dilemma. It's left me in a place of a, 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 a conundrum. Did I say that right? A conundrum. Like, like a place of questioning, a place of, of sort of uncertainty. Because the question is this, how does one sin no more? It's left me to ask, how does one have victory over the darkness in our lives. How does one go from being a person that is able to live in victory over the darkness of sin? And I'm glad that Jesus, when he tells this woman to sin no more, he doesn't just leave it there. He doesn't then just segue into talking about the weather or talking about something else. In the very next scripture... Jesus answers the question that I've just asked. How do I sin no more? I love Jesus when he says this in John 8 verse 12, our key verse for this morning. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And he says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am statement number two from Jesus. He says, I am the light of the world. Would you say it today? Jesus says, I am the light of the world. You know, there are two types of light in this world. The first light is a light that you will be very familiar with. We are all familiar with. It is the light that comes from the sun. And we call it sunlight. It is that thing which when we can't sleep at nighttime, the sun finally comes. We feel better. It is that thing which brings warmth to the world. It causes our crops to grow. It causes the trees to do what they do, the photosynthesis and all that kind of stuff. And it does all those types of things. And without the sun, without the life, our crops would die off. We'd have no food. Our solar electricity would no longer work. The, sun, the earth would go cold. I mean, it sounds like a Hollywood movie, right? 
The earth would be a place that we would not want to live. That's the first light. The second light is even more important than the first light. The second light is the light of Jesus. And you know, the light of Jesus is not a physical light per se. It is more of a spiritual light, but is the light that brings holiness and truth to the world. It is the light that brings hope to the world, that brings God's righteousness and His truth and His, His word and the eternal life. And Jesus, He makes this extraordinary claim to be the light of the world. It's an extraordinary claim that He makes in a, in a world today that is so fixated on being inclusive. Jesus makes an extraordinary exclusive claim. That he, when he says that he is the light of the world. See, he doesn't say he is a light. He's not saying I'm a light. He doesn't say there may be other ways. He says I am the light, the light of the world. I am the exclusive source of spiritual light. No other source of spiritual truth is available to mankind. And maybe today you're here this morning and, you, you, uh, and you, you might believe another religion or you might follow another person or teachings. And I'm not here today to demonize your faith or to ostracize you as a person. Can I just say this this morning? I'm glad you're here. Can I say we want you here? We love you. We care for you. And if you have needs, if you need prayer, if you want support in your life, we're here for you. That's what we're here for. But I will say this as a Christian, as a pastor, a follower of Jesus. I believe what Jesus said. And when he said he's the light of the world, I believe he is the light of the world. I believe he is the truth. I believe that he is the way to heaven through Jesus Christ. And today if you're here and perhaps you don't believe in Jesus. Or today you're here and perhaps you're following another person. You're, or you're, you're believing another religion. That's okay. But I want to say to you, if you would. Invite Jesus into your life. You would see what I see. You would experience what I've experienced and what so many people in this room have experienced in their lives. That Jesus is the light to their life. That he shines in the darkness. That he brings hope and healing and restoration. That he loves us. Jesus is who he claims to be, our Lord and Savior. And today at the end of my message, I want to give any person that would like to know Jesus experience Him in their lives, an opportunity to invite them in their lives. Today I want to share two great promises that Jesus offers us as the light of the world. Write these down this morning if you're taking notes. The first promise is that we will not walk in darkness. We will not walk in darkness. Back to verse 12. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Can you say it with me? will not walk in darkness. See, what we need to know this morning and today, what we need to realize is that if we're not walking with Jesus, we're walking in darkness. Without the light of Jesus in our life, we're under our own light, which unfortunately is actually a light of darkness. And as I said earlier, the Bible uses darkness to represent sin. And so what is sin? Sin is a transgression against the law of God. Sin is basically disobeying or breaking one of the laws of God. And so today here this morning, if you've ever lied, if you've ever coveted someone else's things, if you've ever stolen something, if you've ever lusted after somebody, you have sinned. 
And today I would hazard a guess that there are some people in this place that have done one of those things, some of those things, or maybe we've done all of those things. Oh, we're so, so, we're so like religious here this morning. Like, come on. Well, we've done all those things. Come on. We've probably, like most of us have probably done all those things. Come on. Let's be real this morning. That means that we're sinners. That means that we're walking in darkness. We've broken the laws of God. We've fallen short. And into this darkness that we are walking our lives, into this dark place that we find ourselves, steps Jesus, steps into our life. And he says, if you will follow me, you will no longer walk in darkness. He says that I am going to come into your life. And he wants to free us from the pattern of sin. He wants to free us from the oppression of sin. He wants to free us from the hold of sin on our lives. And he wants to open our lives, our eyes to the truth and to help us to discern and see and know that which is right and wrong. And see humanity, man, woman, in all of our searching and in all of our ways to try to understand the world and try to understand the rights and the wrongs. We've come up with science and we've come up with philosophies and psychologies and we've come up with ways of doing things and religions and theories to explain and try to make sense of the guilt that we might feel when we do wrong in our lives and yet nothing we come up with helps us. And here's why Luke 6.39, he told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? And today, if you're looking to science, if you're looking to psychology, philosophy, religions, theories, if you're looking to all these things that man has created, that man looks to, to find it, to government, to those types of things, to your bank account, if you're looking to these things, you are a blind person. Being led by other blind people. Today, Jesus wants us to stop looking at those things and to start looking at the true light, which is himself. And what we need today, church, what you need, what I need, what we need as a church community is Jesus, the light of the world. We need Jesus in our lives. We need his light to shine into the darkness of our lights, to illuminate and bring the sun and the warmth and the blessings into our life, the way to light up the path of righteousness, of forgiveness, and the way of victory. John 1.5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I want to ask you a question this morning. If you're at home uh, tonight and it's dark, I want to ask you a question. What do you do to bring some light into your, into your house? Um, do you walk into that room and sort of like, just like flail your arms around? Or do you sort of like, like, oh, this darkness, this, ah, oh, do you know, like, do you, do, do, what do you do? I turn on the light. I go to that light switch and I turn on the light. I hit that little thing and the light turns on. And before I know it, guess what? The darkness is gone. Today there's people in this place. And I want to really encourage you. I really felt God speak to me, uh, encourage me in in this point that I'm just about to share with you. I want to encourage you today that if you are struggling with sin in your life, can I tell you something? Don't get caught up with fighting the sin or the darkness. Turn on the light in your life. Invite Jesus, the light of the world, 
into your life. Come on, we're not to fight against the darkness. We're to invite Jesus into our situation and that which we are facing. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Who believes that this morning? Come on. See, Jesus promises that we will not walk in darkness, that we will not walk in sin. And can I just say here today, listen, I, I understand we're all humans, we're all fallible, we all make mistakes, we all fail at times, we all sin, we stumble. But I love this thing which uh, Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole says, he says, you don't drown by falling in the water, you drown by staying there. And can I say today, if we do, Sin in our lives. Come on. Don't stay in that place. You don't drown by, by the, the, this, this, what does it say? You don't drown by falling in the water. You drown by staying there. Come on. Step up. Get up again. Say, come on, God. Shine your light in my life. Come on, Jesus. Come into my situation. You're my victory. You're my strength. You're my overcomer. You're my light. Come on, God. Give me the victory I need over this sin in my life. Come on. Give Jesus some praise this morning. Number one promise, we will not walk in darkness. The keys could come. Number two, we will have the light of life. Back to verse 12. Jesus said to them, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We'll have the light of life. When we're out camping uh, with Ethan, uh, when I couldn't sleep right, I, was, I went outside and the moon was out. And uh, it was still quite dark. I had my little um, headlamp on so I could see where I was going. But if I turned it on, the moon was out and it was shining. It was shining, doing what the moon does, right? And um, the interesting thing about the moon is that the moon actually doesn't have light. Um, I think... Have we got a full moon at the moment? I'm not sure. I should have gone out last night and checked. But if you go outside on a full moon, you look at the, the moon, it shines bright. Like it casts a lot of light. I remember maybe a month or so ago, I think, I think the, the earth might have been in a different orbit, orbit, but it was closer to the moon. And the moon was really big and it was shining and it brings a lot of light. Well, the moon itself doesn't actually have a source of light. It actually does, and there's no light, and yet it shines bright, and it lights up the night and does all those things. But the light, the moon actually reflects the light of the sun. Oh, man, we're learning things this morning, guys. You feel like you're back in, high, in primary school. The moon reflects the light of the sun. You can't see the sun. It's over the horizon, but the sun shines in a particular way, reflects off the moon. I mean, some of you look at me like, I don't believe you today, Bronson. The earth is flat. I don't believe you. Get onto Google this, this afternoon. Look it out. The moon reflects the light of the sun. And church, today, we're going to be just like this, the moon. We're going to be just like the moon. We're reflecting the light of the sun. We are reflecting the light of the sun. See, we don't try to use our own light. Like the moon, if the moon was out there, it's like, I'm going to shine, I'm going to shine. But I've got nothing. Like the reality is, church, we have nothing to shine except our own evil and darkness and sin, depravity. But as the moon shines the light of the sun, we are to shine the light of Jesus Christ. There is no light of our own. Instead, we need the light of the other. And the good news is the light we have is the light of Jesus that is within inside of us. 
the light, the glory of Jesus transforms us, changes us, creates, makes us new creation, makes us new beings, does a change in our life. And, and, and because of that, we then reflect it to Corinthians 3.8. And we who with unveiled up faces, scriptures talk about that before we know Jesus, our eyes are veiled. Our eyes are blinded. We don't know the truth. But us, as believers, if you believe in Jesus, with unveiled faces, all reflect the Lord's glory and are being transformed into His likeness with increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. See, the light of life in us changes us, but it also changes the world around us. See what it says in the Scripture, Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. Come on, church. Would you say it with me? You are the light of the world. Turn to the person next to you and say, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all of the house. It gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine for others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. If you know Jesus today, you've received the light of life. It is inside you. And just like a lantern has a light source, whether it is a candle, whether it is an oil burner, or kerosene, or more modern like an like a LEDs, there is a source in there that causes it to light and the lantern reflects that light. Church, you have Jesus in you. You've been called to reflect that light into the world around you. It says, let your light shine that people might know you through your good works and experience the glory of God who is in heaven and give glory to Him. And the light we bring is not the light of our own goodness or our own importance. And yes, we, live, we try to live good lives. And yes, God has given us gifts and talents and abilities and we use those things. But the light we shine is not the things that come of ourselves or our own importance, our own righteousness. The light we bring is a reflection of God working in our lives. The light is a reflection of Jesus. It's a light that shines in the darkness in the world and it points people to Him. And we're like lighthouses in the darkness that shine out to warn the ships there's danger there's rocks don't go that way go this way we're like those lighthouses shining and telling people don't go that way don't go that way where you're heading is an eternity separated from Jesus would you come this way instead I want to tell you about someone I want to introduce you to my Lord and Saviour you're on a cruise of life and you're looking and you're searching and you're seeking. You're not going to find it. But you will find the one. His name is Jesus. And this week, church, there's going to be situations that we step into, that you step into. That your partner, your wife, that your children, that we step into. If we believe in Jesus Christ, situations we step in where we're going to need the light of life. There's going to be someone you meet who's going to be depressed. There's going to be someone you meet that needs healing. There's going to be someone you meet that needs to know about Jesus. Someone who's sick, someone who's lonely, someone who's in need. And God has called you 
to be the light that reflects His glory into that situation to say, hey, Jesus is your healing. Jesus is your friend. Jesus is your life. Jesus is your freedom. Jesus is your victory. Jesus is your overcomer. He is with you. And we're going to reflect the light of Jesus into a world that is so, so lost and in darkness. One, we will walk in darkness. Two, we will have the light of life. Today, Jesus is saying to us, He's saying to you, He's saying to me, He's saying to us as a congregation, He's saying to us on the live stream, He's saying to us as we listen to the podcast, I am the light of the world. And you know, for us, it is for us to just grab a hold of that truth. It is for us to say, I believe it. It is for us to say, I move past just reading words in a book to realizing this is the inspired Word of God, this truth, and it is for me to start declaring, Jesus, you are the light of life in my world. You are the light. You are the light that is going to help me to overcome. You are the light. And if you do believe He is the light of the world, the light of your life, then you can also believe that you will not walk in darkness. We can also believe that we are the light of the world, that we are the light to the world. We can also believe that you will be a light to the people that are around you. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. God, we just thank you today that you say we will not walk in darkness.